Hi, my name is Chris Smith, and this is the Wild Vittles podcast. Um, I'm extremely new at this. I'm sure I'm going to make some mistakes in the way of making a podcast, uh, but I'm going to learn along the way. Um, one of the reasons that I'm doing this is I feel very strongly, very passionately around wild game cooking and also utilizing wild game. And it, it bothers me when I hear people say, you know, venison duck, uh, maybe trash fish, you know, the category that they would use. They're gamey. They're not good. And, and that bothers me. There's a tremendous amount of resource out there, resources online, books, magazines around how to get a deer, how to get an elk, how to duck hunt, how to fish. I think there's limited information out there really about how to be a good wild game cook. Now, behind me, are some really good cookbooks and there are some great resources out there online um, and there's people like Hank Shaw you know Hank Shaw's changed my life um, and but I think there is room for an amateur such as myself who wants to learn along the way and become a better wild game cook I think I'm already I think I'm on the journey but I still want to get better and I'd like to help you get better as well so essentially in this podcast, I, I want to help people find better ways to utilize their game and, and overcome that stigma of being gamey. And I also want to help people utilize their wild game meat. If you think about, um, you know, how much a, a white-tailed deer weighs, let's say it's not a great big one. Maybe you get a 120, 125 pound deer, you dress him out and let's say, you know, the yield of meat out of that is maybe half. So maybe you get... 60 pounds, 50 pounds, 52 weeks in a year, you need to eat pound, a little over a pound a week to be able to get through that deer in a year. And I know some people, well-meaning, they just, they just don't have the tools, I don't think, to be able to, to prepare deer in a manner, venison, that they are happy with and they do it on a regular basis. And, and I've learned along the way and, and I thoroughly enjoy it. And I want to share that. So not calling anybody out because I was there. Um, so anyway, I'm rambling on a little bit, but I, I want to be a resource. I want to be a help. And I'm doing this for fun. Uh, so don't please don't throw rocks at me if I make some mistakes along the way. Please do give me some feedback. Um, I do have uh, an Instagram, uh, Wild Vittles podcast, where, you know, shoot me a DM. Tell me what you think. Uh, I'm also going to try to put this out on, on YouTube as well as podcasts. Uh, really tinkering and trying to learn. So today's episode is around burgers. Fundamental. And I'm going to start out with some just really basic stuff, right? Um, and uh, I think burgers is a good place to start. Everybody has ground meat from their elk or their deer. Um, and we will touch on other things like turkey and fish and ducks and things like that. But I'm going to touch on deer because that seems to be a conundrum for a lot of people because it's a large quantity of meat you get. Burger is extremely, ground meat is extremely accessible, versatile, it's easy to defrost, it's easy to store, um, it's just, it's handy, you know, and I, and I actually grind a lot of, a lot of my deer, I get a couple deer every year, um, so we're going to talk about burgers this time, normally when I get burgers, I uh, just don't even put any fat in it, I grind it right up, why do I do that, generally it's a little laziness on my part because I don't take the time to go get some fat because generally I'm kind of in a hurry to process it. Uh, I live in a warm climate. I'm in Texas and 
So I generally put it up with, with no fat in it. Sometimes I've experimented. In this recipe today, I'm doing some elk. This is actually the elk uh, that I took last fall. It was my first bull elk um, that I took with the bow. I was so excited. Was, this that was a five-year journey for me to get finally take a, a bull elk. Um, and so that, that bull doesn't have in the ground meat any fat other than the fat that was on him. And, and that fat is not really a good kind of cooking fat. So what you're going to see in this recipe, and I'm going to kind of demonstrate it if you're watching the video version, is I actually put in uh, bacon fat. And so I'll, I'll talk through that. But if you're going to do burgers, and if you read, you know, all the popular literature, Hank Shaw, again, uh, fantastic influence on me. You know, he, he says, look, if you're doing a burger, you got to have fat. It'll help it stick together. It keeps it moist. There's some tricks of other things you can do, but it needs some fat. Um, so I'm going to put, I'm going to mix bacon in and then I'm going to cook it like a burger. Now I do put a few of the things in there like uh, Worcestershire sauce and a little bit of spice. There's a, a cowboy cook that I follow on YouTube named Kent Rollins. So it's cowboy Kent Rollins and he's, he sells this Red River Ranch seasoning. Love it. Um, highly recommend it. So I'll be sure to put the, the links to those uh, notes in the show notes. But anyway, I digress. Let's head to the kitchen. And we'll step through kind of the mixing and the making of the burgers. Then we'll go over to the grilling and then we'll see the finished product. And I'm going to try to keep these pretty tight and pretty, pretty short. Um, Cause I do, this is a pretty simple recipe. We'll do some in the future that'll be maybe more complex and, and have a little bit more to it. And hopefully along the way, my videos are going to get better cause I'm going to be learning. Um, so with that, let's head to the kitchen. So here we are now in the kitchen and as you can see my setup here, I've got some simple things. Worcestershire sauce. I'm going to add that into my ground elk. I've already defrosted, put it into the bowl. I'd say a dash, but it's a little bit more than a dash probably. It's probably about four or five dashes. I like a lot of strong flavor. Also, I've got some seasoning here. This is Kent Rollins Red River Ranch. Um, I use you know, a generous amount. You want to mix that in. And then you can see this large uh, pile of, of diced up bacon fat. So I tried to cut it as fine as I could into small bits. I've got a pound and a half of ground elk and approximately half a pound of bacon. And you might say, well, that's you know that's a 25% fat ratio. But if you think about it, you know bacon isn't 100% fat, right? It's it's I don't know, maybe half, 60%. So you're kind of getting more close to a 20, 18, 15% fat ratio. Now, I hear people say, you know, don't overwork the meat, but you've got to get this fat worked in. So uh, my ground meat in this situation was, it was a little bit frozen. So I had to really kind of knead it together, work it. Finally, once you get it, you know, thoroughly mixed, uh, I like to make it into, you know, kind of, I don't know, a tennis ball size or smaller. And I'm really doing this so that you can um, get them equal before you start making patties because it's easier, in my mind anyway, to kind of measure these out. Um, given there's approximately two pounds there, I'm, I'm shooting for about six patties. And uh, as you can see, I'm kind of patting those out. Once I'm I'm satisfied that I've, I've got them all together, we're starting to make that that patty motion kind of you want to get the right thickness you want them thick enough they're going to be juicy but 
you know, not so thick that they're gonna, they're gonna take a long time to cook and get burned on the outside, right? So working these through, and you can see I'm having to kind of rework some of the sizes. I'm not an expert in making hamburger patties. There are actually some pretty cool tools if you're doing your own processing to pre-make hamburger patties. Of course, you'd want to put um, fat in. It's a good time to kind of stop and talk about fat. You know, you can actually go to the butcher and ask for uh, pork back fat, back fat. You can ask for beef fat. And I would encourage you to weigh uh, that fat or ask for a certain amount of weight. Weigh your ground meat, work out your percentages, and, and you can actually uh, pre-make that. Uh, it, I would encourage you to mark your own meat if you're processing it and, and putting it up what percentage of fat you put in there and what kind of fat. Because year to year you'll have a little bit of bleed over and you may go, well, did that have pork fat or beef fat in it? It's not a big deal, but it's nice to know because there's some recipes you don't need any fat, like taco meat. Um, this, in this instance, where I didn't have any fat uh, mixed into the meat, the bacon fat is is giving me a quick and easy solution. I don't have to go to the butcher. I don't have to, you know, look for some fat to mix in. But you can always fresh ground it. You know, you can take a, a roast or something else that you want to grind after you've thawed and make fresh ground meat. And there's a lot of folks that, that really speak highly of that. I'm generally in a big old hurry and, and don't have time for that. But I know I've seen videos where Danielle Pruitt from The Meat Eater uh, really, uh, you know, kind of espouses the benefits of that. She'll set out enough to cook for the week, grind it, and it'll be fresh. And I guarantee the fresher grind is probably much better. Uh, but in the world I live in, the reality I live in, that doesn't always happen. And that's not um, always an option for me. One other thing that you'll notice from the uh, the patties themselves, if you've been doing beef hamburgers for a while, I would also emulate the same thing, is put a thumbprint in the top of every one of those patties. Uh, and the reason why is because they will plump up in the middle, and putting that thumbprint, kind of that divot in the middle of them, will help them be more even and cook more evenly. So, pro tip. So you can see here I've got six patties all ready to go. And I think we're just about ready to head outside. I've got a charcoal, lump charcoal file fire going in. Uh, it's, I've kind of got a smoker slash grill um, and that we'll be putting on. So here we are at the grill. Uh, I've got my seasoning out and it is a ripping hot fire. So probably can't hear because I don't have the mic close enough, but you know, those are sizzling. I did uh, clean off that grill first. A good, easy, and kind of hygienic way to do that is to, you know, take an onion that maybe it's not too sightly, not too good, or maybe it, maybe just half an onion. Cut it in half, rub that onion over the top of that grill, um, and you can tell you've got a good hot grill because it's a good sizzle, and um, it, it'll also pick up any debris or any anything from the last time you cooked. I do like to season uh, those burgers kind of as they cook. That's my personal preference, not mandatory. You know, that's a good hot fire. I like to let it go, depending upon, you know, how large those patties are. Three, four minutes. Uh, flip those over, kind of get a good check on them. I can, I can see here that, you know, we've got a good sear on the first side. Um, I do use a meat thermometer to make sure that we're getting all the way through. I'll tell you what, a meat thermometer is something that will give you a lot of confidence.
once you're a more experienced cook, you can kind of tell by feel and by look. But there's some things that still would really recommend it. If you're ever going to have any bear, wild uh, pigs, you know, feral pigs, um, you really need to make sure you understand that temperature. You can see here that I've already uh, checked them after I flipped them. They're looking in good shape. I've actually put some cheese on. Um, I had to use shredded cheese because my uh, sliced cheese had a little bit of mold on the corners. And my wife really appreciates a toasted bun. So getting those in uh, at the kind of the finishing stage. Um, I've also checked these for temperature and they are thoroughly done. Uh, you know, I like to get them up to about 160. I know some folks like to get them a little bit less than that. And then here, voila, we've got the finished product is just a beautiful burger. It's simple. It wasn't um, a lot of ingredients. Um, it's got cheese. It's juicy because of the bacon fat. Uh, so good toppings and it just makes for a wonderful meal so that's episode one and i know it was simple straightforward but what i want to demonstrate is is that cooking wild game cooking a deer burger doesn't have to be rocket science well we'll get into some more complex things but my first few episodes i want to focus on some simple things we all need those quick and easy meals that we can do with wild game because one of my goals is really to fully utilize the wild game that we work so hard to take. Um, and you really need to be intentional about doing that on an ongoing basis, or you're going to find yourself in the fall with a freezer full of deer as you're getting ready to go out and get next year's deer. And that's not a situation any of us want to be in. So let's honor that game and go out and utilize it in a manner that is worthy of the animal and, and the life that you took. So episode one, you know, what's next? Some of the things that I want to focus on as well is maybe interview some people. I'd like to interview some people that some of the cookbooks I back, I have back here. I'd like to talk to those authors. There are people on Instagram, which I'm, you know, have a small interaction and community with others that, you know, they're hunters or fishermen, but I know they cook. I'd like to hear about what do they do? How do they prepare their meals? I want to share that. Um, I'm also uh, tips and tricks, more recipes. We'll get kind of more advanced, but I really wanted to start off with some of these simple things that I think you'll find a lot of value in. Um, I may not have mentioned it before, but you know I'm shooting this in both video and audio, so I'm going to post this on YouTube. So if you're in YouTube, you, it's obviously has the videos with it. If you're looking listening to this um, on just podcasts, just know that if you want to see more. There, there is a video component as well. I really appreciate folks reaching out to me and to let, let, letting me know. Do you have questions? Do you have things that you'd like me to focus on? You can reach me through Instagram on uh, the Wild Vittles podcast or on YouTube, uh, Wild Vittles podcast. Now, there is another uh, channel on YouTube that's Wild Vittles. It's been dormant for quite a while. It's about foraging. I think you'll tell the difference. So, Really appreciate everybody's support. Hopefully the, the videos, the audio is going to get better. My performance will be better, I hopefully, you know, as we go forward. Um, and hopefully this is going to be fun. So really appreciate everybody. And as we sign off, let's do it all for the love of the game and get cooking. All right. Thank you all.